Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Now, um, Irish women, of course, creating waves and sports right across many different codes. But why are we still talking about the lack of facilities in terms of showers and changing rooms, if that's the case? And Kildare Camogie um, are the latest to express, express their disgust at their own county board's decision to withdraw them from the All-Ireland Championship. Uh, Camogie player and editor of the Journal.ie, Sinead O'Carroll, is with us here in studio today. Sinead, what's going on in Kildare? Yeah, so I, I do play Camogie uh, in Kildare, but I'm not a Kildare player, so I'm definitely not speaking for the girls here today. But um, last night they put out a statement through the GPA, an open letter to the Camogie Clubs of Kildare to explain what had been happening. So there was two things happening at the one time with the Kildare panel who had started training before Christmas for their All-Ireland and Leinster Championships and their, and their leagues. Um a decision was taken at county board level that the senior inter-county players would not be allowed to play in their club leagues um, despite the man- the management of the county team saying it, it could be at their discretion, you know, depending on what other matches were. So say, for example, over the last five weeks, there was a bit of a window where they had no county games. So the girls who were playing on the county team wanted to be able to play for their clubs, um, mostly because a lot of the girls are coming from clubs which have small pools of players. So if they don't play, they, they find it very hard to field mm. teams. Um or for bigger clubs like my club in Selbridge, you know, if uh, the the, cl- the girls who are in the inter-county, they have to take players from the intermediate. For example, I got a senior game because the girls couldn't play and it's been a long time since right. I played a senior match. And so th- that was happening on one point. And then on the other side, they were, the, the, the county girls were hoping for um, better facilities. They were going to training a lot without shower facilities, without kind of the basics that you would mm. need to be able to train, especially if you think um, of, of the logistics of this Hawkfield, the training ground is in South Kildare. A lot of the players are in North Kildare. So you're talking about getting back into cars, maybe sitting in cars for half an hour, 40 minutes. You need to be able to shower after a training session. It's not it's not healthy to yeah. not be able to do that. So really basic stuff. They had been in conversation with the county board to, to set up um, the charter had been there, but to, to get everybody to adhere to this charter. Um, the girls had come back and played a club match. And then next thing they knew, they got this message on a Friday saying, we've withdrawn you from the competitions, from all matches. Basically, like what we can see from the outside, we've got no comment from the county board, so we don't really know their logic or their thinking. Um, so it would be good to hear that, mm. what, what they are thinking and what their logic behind the decision is. But from what we can see is the, the county players asked for these things, said th- these things must be in place for us to be able to continue uh, playing county. And the response was, OK, fine, we'll pull you from competition. Um, and it really did come as a massive surprise in a WhatsApp to the players, not even to communicate it through captains or through leadership groups or anything like that. Just a WhatsApp to the players group saying we've pulled you from competitions. You know, there was meant to be a match on the 6th of May. There's meant to be a match at the end of May. These girls have been training for months since the the, the end of December, mm. or since the, since the before Christmas. So um it's it's really, really tough on them. They're a really great set of players. A lot of young players, a lot of players who are rebuilding Kildare Camogie. A lot of probably listeners won't know how strong Kildare Camogie has been in the past because it's not a you know traditional hurling county. Mm. You know, we've had Johnstone Bridge, one of the clubs there, have won, you know, intermediate All Ireland. The um Kildare County team won a junior All-Ireland in 2013, went on to play an intermediate All-Ireland in Crow Park in 2015. 
just lost to to Waterford who have you know gone on to great things in senior so you know we were coming from a place that it was in a really 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 strong uh, position and unfortunately that is just falling behind and to, to read things like you know shower facilities and all that not being up to scratch so is, is really disappointing yeah, So it's, it's, it's a combination then of um, club players being the time I suppose or being made available or freed up to, to take part in both club and, and county level and then a request for basic changing shower yeah, facilities. Exactly. And I think with these things, you want you want players to make themselves available for county play. You know, even in the men's side, you'll see a lot of, you know, men retiring earlier now or, you know, they, they, they want to be teachers so that they can train. So we want people who are doing lots of different kinds of jobs or study to be able to play county. So you need to make it kind of like worthwhile for people mm. so the training needs to be good enough the, the facilities need to be good enough and if they want to play club and that's allowed by the management and it's you know it works within the schedule so you know it's definitely not going to be good for players if they're playing like consistently like back in the day when my sister was playing I remember one day she played a county match and played a club mm. match the same day you know we don't want that to happen but if there's a five week window and you can go back and play with your club you get extra matches a lot of these girls aren't you know very experienced so that the more matches they get the better um, you know that that is good for everyone so it's it, again like we haven't heard from the county board so we don't know what their logic is behind it um, but it does seem to be definitely counterintuitive to pull the entire county like the entire uh, intermediate county championship asunder yeah. for uh, oh, that for was the response happening. though to the request well, around again we don't know if it's a d- direct response but uh, from the, just the, from the, the outside in that, terms that's of exactly what it, what it looks like yeah. it, it, the girls asked for this they were robust in saying like we, we won't be able to stay on this panel if we don't get what we need and then they pulled the whole entire thing yeah I mentioned that you play but you're not speaking on behalf um, of the, the Kildare Camogie uh, team or panel but I, I'm sure they're very disappointed yeah and, and, and we would have um, I would have talked to the girls in my club over the last few weeks and they definitely wanted to be able to you know field for the club and play for the club while also giving their their time and dedication uh, to the county and that was a, a big thing for them so for me from from the outside what I can see is players who want to play more camogie who are able to play more camogie you know they're they're injury free they're young they're fit um, the management are, are okay with it within the windows that it's manageable in so um Again, there might be there might be something I'm missing because I'm not ke- talking for them. But yeah, they are really disappointed, and you can see all of their social media posts today. They they're all coming together, and it's that's really good to see the solidarity mm. that they're putting out there. They're they're saying we have to change something because for the generations behind us, you know, the generation ahead of them did amazing work, and they want to be able to carry on that legacy. So they're really thinking about the girls who are coming up behind them who want to play camogie and want to play it at a good level that they're treated well. Uh, all Ireland winning camogie player with Cork Ashling Thompson is with us on the line here too today Sinead Ashling are you surprised by what's happened in Kildare or what's your reaction um, well you know being honest I'm, I'm not and that's obviously not directed at Kildare in general but mm. I mean I think it's no secret that Camogie you know seems to be in a very negative light in recent years you know it's kind of one thing after the other and um, and I think probably the biggest problem is that, you know, people will probably say, oh, why go to social media? And sometimes, you know, Kildare might say or the association might say, why do people go to social media? But at the end of the day, Camogie falls completely under the radar. Um, games and the sport falls completely under the radar because it's not televised and it's not advertised, you know, in the same way that GA is. So 
I feel like that sometimes people think that they have the right to treat people the way, you know, they feel is necessary in the form of punishment because simply that they get away with it. So, we've only been talking you know, in in recent days about the the whole situation with you know um, with uh, with Ga- with G with GAA Go or GA Go and and the talk about publicising yeah. matches and and yet you know we're talking today about Kildare and chatting to yourself and Sinead about I mean fairly basic levels of facilities like showers and changing rooms. Yeah, like you know again, it's no surprise I've, I've experienced the same in the past. Like I mean. I, I think, again, it falls so far under the radar that, like, these are conditions years ago that we probably would have been well used to. But again, the problem is is that you probably have the same people involved in county boards the whole time, and this is across the country. Um, you can only imagine what goes on a club level if this is what you're looking at at inter-county, but it's no secret to any female commodity there across the country, and I can guarantee you you can get at least one instance from every county player in the country that has experienced something similar. And again, it comes down, and it is, it's basic needs, getting the proper pitches, dressing rooms, even having a hot shower. Last year, you know, there were times where we didn't, we had showers, but they were stone cold, like, you know? And like, it's just, again, it falls under the radar. People are getting away with it constantly. And if you turn and complain or try and do something about it, you're simply ignored, like, you're falling on deaf ears. Yeah, I I think Ashley, you're right because we're we're so far ahead in other sports that you know there's talk of equality and equity. We're like we're nowhere near that when, in in Camogie. Like the Kildare girls no. said themselves in their statement, we're not asking for the world. And so part no. of, part of this is that you know Camogie associations and, and Camogie county boards across the country they're they're using GA facilities. So we're not under one umbrella. So mm. you know it, sometimes it can be begging, it can be borrowing, it can be paying. So the 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 situations between county boards mm. have to be really well established. So like what Ashton is saying there, sometimes clubs have this sorted much, much better than the county situations mm. because one clubs, you know, arrange themselves as one clubs and the girls are equal to the boys all the way up and, and at senior level. So when it gets to county level, then that's not that's not always the case. So some of this needs to be the Camogie Association being better at organising themselves with yeah. the GA so that you know I, I don't know and in turn you need to have the right people involved too like do you know what I mean as 100% in, how, how, how can you how can you sit there as an individual and human being and think that it's not right that a player should insist on having a shower and a dressing room and insist on you know again let's say with the club game issue okay that should never be in the hands of the county board anyway that's up to management to decide exactly and if there's a window of five weeks like, what benefit is it of a camogie club that are crying out for players, stuck for players, you know, can't play games, then have to, have to, you know, drop out? Mm. What kind of, what kind of an image and a tone are we setting for future generation? But, but it comes down to, again, like, how can you honestly think as a human being that it's not a, a, a basic right to have a hot shower and a dressing room? And again, I know there's obviously, you're not seeing the full, full aspect of it and sometimes there might just be a problem in terms of location or getting pictures and I completely understand mm. that but say that, this is you something say. that is an ongoing issue yeah. clearly from the players voice until there so it, it's the people involved too like you know what I mean? Is it so, is it very much Ashling in your experience? Like, um, it, it just I suppose the conditions and what seem like a fairly basic requirement in in terms of um, showers and changing facilities. It's just it's a lottery, is it? Depends what county you're in. It does. It, it really does. It depends on the location. It depends on the venue. 
you know, I know some places, like some venues mightn't be as modern as others. So like there might just be problems in terms of utilities and things like that. But I mean, sometimes it, it literally comes down to, you know, we might arrive onto a pitch, but nobody decides to turn on the showers. Like, Ashley, you know, I was just about to say the exact same thing. Like what you're saying about the people is dead right. Like it, it can be just someone needs to have the keys. So someone needs to have exactly. gone and collect the keys. Yeah. Someone needs someone to have gone and put, on put the, the immersion. Showers, like. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Text in for... Exactly, because if, if it's a men's team, then it's done. It's, you know, it, it's ABC, it's done to a T. Whereas, like, sometimes you just don't have people with, you know, the common sense to think, okay, like, girls are just important here as boys. Like, we're all putting in the same effort. But the problem, again, lies where a lot of these people don't understand the concept, you know, of of how much effort, how modern the game has gone to, like, and the amount, you know, the amount that it takes to be an inter-county player and to compete at that level. It's modern day, but we don't have modern day people involved at the moment, I see. I see a text in from a listener here too who says, I think this goes down to every level, according to this listener. I play intermediate football in Carlo. We get kicked off the pitch if the lads want to train, despite the fact that we are there every week. Men still get the best pitch, the best changing rooms, sandwiches after training, new gear. We get nothing. Colin is texting as well. I says, just, I'm feeling sorry for the girls and listening to the conversation today. It's tough enough to go through the training, play the matches, the travel, etc. But, but to then have to fight for such basic facilities, it's shameful, yeah. uh, according, according and to Colin. And it can come down to a simple breakdown in communication again between the men and the women. Like, and that's the thing. You know, that's, that's where you were saying there that sometimes the clubs are actually better at, at this organisation than the counties are. But again, it just comes down to a level of communication where clearly there is none at the moment when you have a, a, a county board deciding on, on pulling a team out of championship and think the best way to go about it is to inform them by WhatsApp. I think that kind of sums up really where, where you know, where the Camogie board are at. Like. This listener says, Camogie has always been the poor relation in all counties. I'm a GAA Camogie referee in Kilkenny. I've seen the double standards that the girls and the women receive over the years. This listener, on the one hand, we're all getting behind the women's football team heading to the World Cup, and rightly so. But then again, we're ignoring the core problems in women's sports. The, the men in, the, in our clubs need to step up and speak out. There's only so much we can do to fight for the rights. I, I do think there's a point in that because we have amazing allies across the GA and I think a really good example of that is how Dublin football the ladies football <coughs> has improved over the years and they always had very vocal and very visible support from the the brilliant Dublin you know uh, team that mm. won everything around them they were very vocal and very visible in their support of, of Dublin football ladies football and I think there is something in that that other people can um, emulate and definitely in clubs around the country especially in one clubs in one clubs it doesn't matter that it's Camogie Association it doesn't matter that it's LGFA it doesn't matter that they're separate from the GA in the one clubs everyone should be if it's working properly yeah, it should you, work like that women, you've fathers you've brothers you've sisters you know what like we're all one community at the end of the day. I, I 100% agree with that point. Step up and, 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 and speak And out. just one more point, Andrea, because a lot of people will say, like, and I get this on my Twitter all the time, well, sure, they're GA grounds. They don't have to give them to the Camogie Association or they don't have to give them to the LGFA. I would also say like, GA clubs were not built by men alone. GA clubs were not mm-hmm. run by men alone. Mm. Um, so even though we officially don't own them or we're officially not their members if they're not one clubs, um, they weren't built without us. So when we come then and ask for facilities or we come and ask for allyship or we come and ask for help, um, 
GA clubs and the, and the men and women who run them should remember that. Quite a lot of reaction coming in here on this. Now this texter says the discussion should make clear that the Camogie Association, not the GA, is in charge of Camogie in Ireland and that the former has been resistant to amalgamation, which I, might help to address some of the issues. This I, I, yeah, I, well, I think we've been very clear that it's been the Camogie Association, yeah. not the GA, and my last point then re- reflects that as well. They, Yes, they are separate, but that doesn't mean that women shouldn't be able to benefit from what they have contributed to the GA. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think there's been as much resistance from the Camogie Association in terms of amalgamation. Um, there is obvious resistance because we don't want to be the third and fourth sport going into a GA, an umbrella group. I think we should be all the one organisation, but yeah. it needs to be worked out properly so we're not the, we're not still the poor relations. This listener, the underage girls um, in Camogie in our own rural area were told they could no longer use the GAA pitch for training, even though they had such limited use anyway. Uh, it was almost impossible. They were offered a field mm. with rough ground. It was disgraceful. In the end, the local rugby club allowed them in to use their facilities, even though it isn't a suitable pitch for Camogie. I thought it was a total disgrace. And um, The GAA is a disgrace when it comes to women and girls, according to this listener. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Like again, you see the thing about it is, is a lot of people take it the wrong way that it's us versus men. Like it has absolutely nothing got to do with it, you know. Um, like we're two separate associations, but we're all heading towards being the one, like and the one goal. And again, as Sinead said, like it shouldn't come down to, you know, fighting over facilities because at the end of the day, we men have daughters, you know, people have brothers, they have mm. sisters, they have uncles, they have nephews. We're all the one at the end of the day, like. And, you know, as well, like, you just you just can't, like, equality, again, is something that we're just not even discussing at the moment. We're, we're discussing basic human rights, yeah. basic needs, access to pitches. You know, I, tra- I actually trained a team, had strength and conditioning there only last year, the year before, a local team. And because the girls were two minutes over time in the gym, they were told that they wouldn't be allowed to use the facility again. So, you know... I, I would agree that nine times out of ten it probably doesn't happen where you have problems, but it still is a problem as well, you know, in a lot of GA clubs where they are forcing women out and they are forcing females out. It's not something that doesn't happen. It does. I might just get a brief reaction to John and Wicklow's message, if you don't mind, Ashling and Sinead. He suggests that part of the problem with camogie is its very existence. The notion that guys play hurling and girls play camogie is sexist. If they both played the same game with the same rules under the same body, there'd be a better chance of being treated the same. Well, camogie has has been around for as long as hurling, so it's kind of a it's an unusual argument to make. Like we are as old as hurling, so it's a different name. Our rules have come a lot more in line, you know. Um, Ashling, I can't remember how old you are, but I remember playing twelve side games. Um, I'm thirty three, so I've you, been around the while. You, you don't remember playing that then? I think you, they probably were just phased out before you. So you know, the, the game has come much mm. more in line with. <clears throat> what hurling is, um, you know, he makes the points about the, the association coming in, in, um, but I don't think the name particularly matters. And the game itself, like while you know the 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 rules say it should be less physical, I think if you watch Ashling playing, it's just as physical. <laughs> is it, is yeah, it? and like my my partner is, is, you know, he's a senior in the county player as well, like playing at the top level, and there's absolutely no difference the the amount of effort training. Mm. You know, everything that goes on behind the scenes that I do, it's not more than what he does. Like, there is absolutely no comparison in the effort and level that is needed to succeed at that level. Mm. Is it no comparison. Is it very frustrating, Ashling, in, in 2023 to think that, you know, at one o'clock on a daytime talk show, this is the conversation we're having about hot showers and changing rooms? 
Yeah, no, it's it's just it's it's so it's it's frustrating, but again it's not something that I'm surprised by. Yeah. You know, this is something that has happened to other teams and there's been so much negativity in recent times, both in LGFA and Camogie, not that this is an LGFA matter, but like in female sports in general. So it it just doesn't surprise me, but like I feel like you know, like obviously social media is the first step. Again, for people listening, this is the only option that we do have because we are falling on deaf ears 24-7. There's no doubt about it. Like, But at the same time, there's something that just has to come out of it. You know, there there has to be an outcome. Well, there has to be some sort of logic at the end of the day. Like. Well, just on that, Sinead, are we expecting any update or any further statement or, or clarity, I mean, from the um, from Kildare on this? So Kildare County Board told the players on Friday that there would be uh, no further comment. So they said that in relation to the players themselves. Um, I'm not sure if they expected this level of media interest and scrutiny. I would argue that they should have expected that, given, like you said, what's what's happening in women's sport and the, and the explosion in support. Sorry, they've, they've, and been, they've been withdrawn from an All-Ireland exactly. Camogie <laughs> Championship. Yeah. And surely so many. Yeah, was going to ask a question. So I, I would assume we will hear something of their logic. Um, I would assume we'll hear something from. I would hope, and I would call on the people who made this decision to explain it to us. And I hope there's time to reverse it. You know, the the first matches are the end of May, and I would hope that there is time that this can be reversed. That the Camogie Association can put a bit of pressure. The Camogie Association should be putting pressure on Kildare to say, "Hang on, you can't just pull from an All Ireland competition last minute, particularly when we know your players want to play." Mm. Um, and just, I just wanted to end on a, a more positive note as well, Andrea, because I think we do have, um, we do have some things that we can look towards and say, well, this is how to fix it. This is how to be better. This time, six years ago, we were sitting here talking about the FAI and how badly they treated their women mm. and how their women had to give back tracksuits, didn't have Wi-Fi in, in hotel rooms to work, all of that kind of stuff. Six years on, they have made a pay deal because Seamus Coleman, the captain of the Irish football team, worked with Katie McCabe. They got a brilliant full-time manager in and they've, they have... Uh, qualified for a World Cup and we're going to have a fantastic summer mm. with them. The FAI have showed us that it can also can impact done. the grassroots and it's also being done in lots of clubs around the country yeah. as well. Like I'd be remiss to say my club isn't like brilliant. Like our, our club is treats me and the rest of the women in the Camogie uh, side of things brilliantly. Yeah, uh, Sinead O'Carroll, Ashling Thompson, listen, thank you both for your time here on the show today. A lot of reaction coming in from people, I'd say just disgruntled um, players, Camogie players, uh, family members as well, talking on behalf of their, you know, sisters and parents, all that have played the sport. And um, I'll just maybe wrap it up on this listener who just says like, I, I think the two, the two girls are 100% correct. It's just so disrespectful and it's the small things. It's the small things like the girls arriving to a match and there isn't even toilet roll in the toilet. Says it all, says this listener. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.